When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 36, 36. And you know, it's your boy Eugene. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Genius. That's G-E-N-E-S. Follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. And as always, I'm joined with the other hosts of the show, my fellow Dallas Cowboys fan. Ike, how you doing today? How you feeling, man? I feel great, man. I feel great. You know, like you said, uh tra- training camp all you know underway. We're watching a lot of these you know, wonderful clips of certain wide receivers that can't separate actually getting separation. Awesome, man. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine. Yeah, there's been a lot of news, a lot of news out of, out of you know, this. I think it's been a relatively somewhat heavy news day, you know, outside of the, you know, the various training, training, training camp reports that we've been getting, you know, you know, across, you know, across the nation. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest ones we, you know, we, uh, you know, from a from a, like a direct a direct impact uh, to fantasy is the Deshaun Watson situation. Like, man, like that is that is going to be chaotic, chaotic, very very quickly. And you know, the NFL said, no, 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 no we're not done. We are not <laughs> done with you yet. You thought you thought it was over? No, 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 no. So yeah, I, I, I'm very curious to see like how this how this entire saga plays out. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be very interesting. I know when they filed their appeal, I saw something about them wanting to expedite this because I'm sure the NFL does not want this to go carry out throughout the season, especially when, you know, you hired on a third party uh, entity to, you know, come with a ruling. They thought they were going to get the get their, their the heavy hand on him with the one year suspension or plus or maybe indefinite because it was a, on top of everything else. It was a woman that was ruling on this. And, you know, she read through everything. and was just like, hey, I mean, according to UCBA, we we have to clump everything together as one one incident, not every single not incident. That he ended. Yeah. yeah, not separate instances. So this this the recommendation is six games and that's it. So the NFL, the Goodell does not have he doesn't want this because public perception looks like, hey, man, you got people that are, are smoking weed, getting caught, whatever in the past and they got six games and you got a dude that's beyond creep level getting six games. So it's, it's not matching up. So yeah. The, yeah. The NFL wanted to, you know, kind of nudge the judge like at, at every, at every turn, Hey, make sure you give him a year, make sure you give him a yeah. year, make sure you give him a year. And she didn't do it. And now there's yeah. like, 
you know what? You had one job. You should have given him a year. Now we're going to take matters into our own hands. And, yeah. and Roger Goodell can basically appoint whoever he wants to hear the to, to hear the appeal, and then he can be responsible for the ruling. And then once the ruling is final, it's you know, or once the ruling is made, then it's you know binding by all parties, and it's going to open up a whole another can of worms because Deshaun Watson and his his team can you know file an injunction and and have uh you know and and, and have it delayed just like similar to like the, the Zeke suspension twenty. 20- eventually but he kept getting it pushed back and pushed back and pushed back so maybe this could follow along little along those same lines of getting pushed back but i think ultimately when it's all said and done they're gonna they're gonna overturn the suspension it's gonna be he's gonna be suspended for a year and you know deshaun watson's people are gonna you know you know file file in federal court and it's gonna get ugly because it's gonna expose a lot of uh (laughs) a lot of owners (laughs) yes it's going to expose a lot of owners it's going to you know basically you know i I saw the i saw the terminology earlier it's going to basically drag a lot of skeletons out of the closet um from the nfl standpoint so yeah Yeah. you know like uh like tom put you know palestro said you know earlier said buckle up it's about to be it's about to be a ride it's about to be a ride i I can only imagine the the dirt that the watson team is prepared to to put out there to to make to make him look look good enough to, to take the six games and that's it i i definitely think it's gonna be some some wild stuff that we're, we're about to see if if they make it to court i'm sure i'm sure the nfl would rather try to get this settled out out uh, before it gets to that point watson and their team have already said like hey we we want six games because this is what was recommended so if they asking mm-hmm. for more then <laughs> and and you know what? Also, it's gonna be it's gonna be an expedited process too. So they're gonna really come to a decision pretty quickly. It's gonna be written out, and they're gonna come to a decision very very soon. So I'm I'm yeah. We might we might even get a resolution by early next week. Maybe even the end of this week. Who knows? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be relative. It's gonna be a quick quick turnaround. So that's and you know obviously that has a lot of uh you know fantasy you know trickle effect trickle down effect. Because we've seen ADPs rise, we've seen ADPs fall when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, you know, skilled guys, yep. especially their pass catchers, um, which we'll get yep. to, you know, here here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, like a lot of, you know, that's that's kind of starts the news cycle, and then we've had you know other training camp news like injuries. You know, we had Tim Patrick, you know, for the Broncos mm-hmm. tear his ACL. That's unfortunate. Um, you know, he was going to be a big part of that offense. You know, coming, you know, basically running routes out of the slot and being moved around out maybe outside as well. Um, him and Russell Wilson had from 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 some camp reports that they had a lot of they had some chemistry going. Uh, they had a good they had a good report. They built a good connection, and now it's you know he's 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 done for the season. So you know my boy KJ Ham was just gonna have to slide in, you know, slide in and, and <laughs> take over uh, take over that role of the of slot guy. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring him up. They just yeah, it does. They just activated him off the pup. You know he's he's yeah. ready to rock, and he's he's got four three one speed. And yeah, he could. And Russell Wilson throws deep ball well. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was already on KJ Hamler prior. You, you know were, this. You were. So you know. um, you know, we'll 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 see what happens though. It does free up more targets for for sure. For you would assume for for Judy and Sutton because I know a lot of people were worried about who was going to really be taking the hit because they had three legitimate wide receivers. So this should free free up some more targets for them for sure. But it does yeah. suck to see Tim Tim Patrick t- hurt that. Hurt that ACL and out for the year. I mean, we, I mean, training camp, you know, we get hyped, seen a bunch of videos or whatnot. Uh, if you watch Ray G and, and Jay Rich in the morning, 
they have a segment where they show the top five you know clips that they they like and you always see drake london but i know even today <laughs> i mean i saw I, I mean i even saw a clip of you know kenny galladay getting you hyped up because of an over the shoulder catch we saw you know you keep seeing Juan, wandell making catches tony making catches uh you keep seeing videos of you know, Kenny Pickett and and Mitch Trubisky struggling. I, I mean, you just see the ups and downs, and it's always fascinating how how quick people move their sentiments just based on you know light practices that are happening right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they just put on pads on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They just put on pads Monday. And then we got the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. I know. Um, Starters you know, aren't going to play, but that's fine. Yeah, Jack, know, cool. yeah, Jacksonville's already came out and said that we ain't playing nobody of significance. So we yeah. get to see we're going to get to see our first look at Snoop Connor. I know a lot of people are 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 hopeful for for that late potentially round. Potentially Zamir White, Zamir White for the Raiders on the Raiders yeah. side might may, yeah. may be able to see a couple snaps from him. Yeah, but you know football's back, man. We're excited, so uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to tune in, even though there's going to be a bunch of people that. You might not care about, but if you have playing deep leagues in issue, you you want to take notes who's how many snaps these particular players are playing. So, hey, remember remember the Hall of Fame game in twenty fifteen? Stephon Diggs, clown. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, he did. So he, you know he we, we might have we might have somebody you know just you know just start clowning all over the field and he might turn into turn into a star one day. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. just never know with these things. Yeah, but on that note, uh, for this particular episode, we're going to be touching on ADP risers and fallers. Uh, we wanted we wanted to focus, well, not focus, but we wanted to touch on sleeper ADP and also uh, under uh, underdog ADP, specifically under underdog ADP because you know best ball season the drafting has been happening since May all the way up until this point. So uh, wanting to look at that ADP and compare it to sleeper, which has been a little more behind because we're not in redraft. We're not specifically in redraft season yet. We still got a few, a, a few more weeks before you'll start really seeing these ADPs really move as aggressive as underdog as has moved and will move because people are constantly doing best ball drafts or whatnot. So uh, yeah, basically catch up too, right? You know, because right now yeah. I think where you see the the underdog, you know, best ball ADPs. That's kind of where you'll where you'll end up where you'll end up seeing you know the you know the, the other services like Sleeper and uh, to a let to a much lesser extent ESPN and maybe Yahoo catch up right so and who knows you know what what, what will happen with, you know with Underdog in the next couple of weeks they may change you know drastically you know, from this point as well so you just you know these things are you know constantly you know fluid and they're constantly moving um, in different directions and so it's just it's just good to kind of get a lot of these drafts under your belt especially if you're doing Underdog. Just so you can see where ADPs were, where they currently are, and where they were, where they, where they will eventually go, you know, towards the end of uh, August, early September. Yep, yep. And you know, let's go ahead and start with our risers. The first one that uh, I put on this list was Michael Pittman. Uh, we've seen uh, within the span of the last what, three weeks, I've seen him go from you know 49th overall to 40, 43rd. So basically, from the what the the end of the third, fourth round to the middle of the fourth round. Uh, you know, basically he's moving because there's no, there's really no true competition to his target share. I know we we're seeing reports of Paris Campbell really connected with Matt Ryan, but we can never, we've never been able to depend on him. And then, I mean, outside of that, you got uh, Antoine Pierce, <laughs> Antoine Pierce, uh, yeah. who's a rookie. Uh, you know, with Ashton Doolin. I mean, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so and a bunch of bunch of other jags. So again, um, I mean, I expect him once we get closer and closer. We, I mean, I, I would expect to see him possibly at the end of the third round because of you know the p- potential connection that he has with with, with Matt Ryan, it, it, with him being the better quarterback than than Carson Wentz yeah. from last year. You saw he he pretty much broke out with that terrible of a quarterback. We can just imagine what he can do with somebody that's a little more accurate. So. Yeah, and then like you know, from an underdog standpoint, he's going at pick 28, 28, 29. So he's going at the end of the second round, or the you know, or the you know, the the beginning of the third round. So he's he's getting he's getting pushed up, you know, quite a bit. There, there's a lot of there's a lot more sharper drafters in you know in, in the in the underdog best ball space as compared to sleeper because, like you said, you know, people are behind right now in sleeper um, sleep. You know, ESPN. I can't even imagine what they are in ESPN. I, I would imagine. <laughs> Michael Pittman is probably like in the fifties or sixties. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> just, it, it, you know, they're, they, they, they're not going to, they're not going to catch up anytime soon. Uh, Yahoo's probably like in the fifties. And so it, it just kind of shows you there's, there's a wide disparity of, you know, of, you know, there's, there's a, there's a wide range between these, between these players, um, just depending on what you're looking at, depending on what kind of leagues you're, you're drafting in. Yeah. The next one is Gabe Davis. I know this is a player that we've been hyping up since the four touchdown uh, game versus Casey in the playoffs last year. Uh, we we saw them th- that they didn't really bring anybody of, of consequence to compete with him to be the number the true number two on this team. So you know we got a lot of bunch of hype around him, and then he's standing out in camp. Uh, Ken Dorsey, the new offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, has been giving him a lot of praise. Uh, so. Currently on sleeper, we've seen him, you know, go from 87 to 81st. So basically, what mid, uh, early, what mid to mid eighth round. The, now he's going around yeah, ninth, ninth round. The, yeah, ninth round. So basically, now he's going mid seventh, from mid eighth to mid seventh. So, um, and, and I'm sure again once we get closer, that this number is going to be aggressively. I, I imagine him being like 60s probably. Uh, once we get really close to the season starting, so yeah, and sleep and uh, in, in underdog, he's around forty four. <laughs> Gee, forty fourth yeah. overall. Yeah, he. So, he's but getting, the thing, but the thing is, before you continue, but the thing I know with underdog is underdog is like, like prime go get your guy because yeah, you got to be aggressive in terms of the players that you want and stack with. So I understand yeah, it's, that it's, it's best ball. You know, you, there's a lot of variance from, from week to week, spike weeks. You know, you can ha- you can draft more volatile player volatile players early that have upside. Well, you know, like Gabriel Davis, he has upside, but he'll probably be volatile week to week. Won't be consistent, um, but those spike weeks will definitely win you. Um, you know, and get and, get, and gain you a lot of points. You know, from you know the the ADPs that I'm using, uh, the range that I'm using is like over the last like basically over the last month, the last several weeks, he, his ADP hasn't changed. Um, he he's he's gone from forty. Last several weeks, so he hasn't moved at all. So he's being drafted consistently um, in that fourth round range. Um, you know, yeah, around that fourth, fifth round range. You know, um, okay. on on underdog. Next person uh, is your favorite wide receiver that you love to bash, Alan Lazard. So I just, sleeper. I just love, I just love to tell the truth <laughs> that he's just not a good player, despite all the opportunities that he's had, and he's continued to like show that he's not that good of a player. Um, and but yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no sleeper uh he he's he's they're showing him that he's rising up he's ri- risen up seven spots uh within the last three weeks 
going from uh, basically the, the early part of the 10th round to the back of the ninth. Um, you know, there's no true wide receiver one. Uh, he's perceived the, as the best option for for uh, Aaron Rodgers out of the bunch of the, the Jags that they have there, you know, with with, uh, you know, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb and, you know, the the camp darling Romeo Dubs and yeah, the now injured Christian Watson. So it's just a bunch of guys, you know, either old, you can't depend on because they're always hurt or you get or rookies. So, you know, Alan Lazar is pretty much in the middle of somebody that's been there going what three. I think this is third year uh, with with the uh, Packers. Well, so well, uh, this is year five. This is his fifth year. Year five. Oh, yeah. Sweet. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. 2022. Yeah. Okay. So he started in 2018. Well, um, I, I mean, everybody's dubbing him as the one. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> not me. You know, you know, you know, I'm not. You yeah. know, you know, good well, I'm not. So, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. But All his, right. his, his underdog ADP is like around seven, you know, um, it went from 80 to 75. So he's, he's up, you know, five spots, but he's still going firmly in the seventh round range, the sixth, seventh round range. And that's just, I, I don't get that at all. Um, but again, you know, people they they want to take Aaron Rodgers' quotes at a you know they at a at face value, and they want to say that yeah he's he's the guy we like him, and um, he's not even the guy that's getting the most buzz in training camp. It's it's Romeo Dubs. It's he's the guy that's constantly making plays. I don't know what they're saying about Alan Lazar, but I haven't heard much. Have you heard much about Alan Lazar in training I, camp? I I haven't heard anything honestly. So. Yeah, I mean, people still people are still touting him, and we, you know, you, if you're hearing if you're hearing things about players, that means they're having an exceptional camp, and you're seeing them all over highlight reels. But are we're, are we seeing Alan Lazard on highlight reels? Are we hearing anything about him? I don't think we are. Um, I haven't seen anything. So, but you know, seventh rounds, wide receiver thirty eight, and on, on, on underdog, he's going around the range of like Elijah Moore, who who we love, who I love, but specific, specifically, I don't know if you love it, but I do. Um. Yeah, I, I just I I can't get there with I can't get there with Lazard, especially on underdog and best ball. Like I would much rather take chances on other guys. Uh, even and that's and that's a range where you would get like quarterbacks, you know, good quarterbacks that that are falling. Like Jalen Hurts, he yeah. some he sometimes falls in the seventh round. You know, you have guys like Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Um, you know, you you have guys like that in in, in on the in an underdog that you can definitely take over Alan Lazard. Um, if you if you if you're so inclined to get a quarterback at that at that at that point, so yeah, it's just yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> All right, the next player, this running back, is the the second running back uh, per ADP for our Seattle Seahawks, Rashad Penny. They're showing him, you know, jumping from uh, rising from 101 to to 92. So basically. No, going from the middle of the ninth round to the middle of the the eighth round. I mean, there hasn't been much of any news about this backfield outside of you know Kenneth Walker being a little hurt, and Kenneth Walker's going uh, RB twenty nine while Rashad Penny's going RB thirty six uh, on sleeper right now. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- this this is probably like one of the biggest questions that I think everybody in the industry has is about what's going on with this Seattle backfield. Like, who's going to be? It's literally a crapshoot. You know, you don't know if 
Rashad Rashad Penny can stay healthy for a full season, and then you don't know what you, what you're going to get out of Kenneth Walker. You know, outside of you know, we we do know that he was he he had some elite traits when you know, breaking long runs, and he had a he had a he had a nice breakaway run rate in, co- in college. He was explosive, four three eight speed. And so I mean, there's there, there's a lot to like about Kenneth Walker, and plus Seattle drafted him in the forty first and forty first overall. That means something, you know, this day and age, because that's the equivalent, you know, this day and age of a first round pick investing in a running back. Just you, know, you, just, you just you just don't have the fifth year option, um, you know, as you as you have in the past um, with other guys. But you know, drafting him forty first overall, he went what six spots after Brees Hall. I mean, that's saying a lot, right? That's saying a lot about about what Seattle thinks of him and what and what they invested in him. So um, that's just that's kind of one thing to keep in mind, and I think. I'm gonna take some shots at uh, at Kenneth Walker more so than Rashad Penny because you know towards the end of the season that's when you start seeing rookies turn up right that's when you start seeing them the second half of the year you start seeing them just start balling out they start to get it you know they get more opportunities they get more comfortable and they just play right they just play they don't they don't they don't worry about you know all the you know all, all the speed and then and just they just they they take the thinking out of it and they just go out there and just ball and then they just have these these crazy spike weeks uh, towards the end of the season. So uh, I think I'm gonna probably gonna take like a much more. I'll have a, I'll have a lot more Kenneth Walker than Rashad Penny this season and then Penny on underdog he's going at 93 you know 90th overall as opposed to you know 92nd um, on sleeper. So their their ADPs are pretty much aligned. They're, they're, you know the thinking is pretty pretty similar with those guys, but. Um, uh, with Rashad Penny's, but in terms of who I prefer, I'd probably prefer Kenneth Walker um, over over Rashad Penny this year. Okay. Um, the last riser from uh, I noticed from the ADP on Sleeper was Julio Jones. Um, I know a lot of people got excited when when they saw the Bucks pick him up. Uh, obviously, uh, one thing that would drive the ADP of a player is them playing with Tom Brady because uh, we've seen what he does whenever he he gets he gets weapons. He he utilizes them, and uh, they're very useful for whatever team that they're on. Um, uh, uh, another thing that probably rose ADP was the fact that they came out and said that he was going to be used in the quote-unquote Gronk role, which is interesting because, I mean, Gronk was a tight end, and you got Julio as a wide receiver, so I don't know. Are they just saying that he'll just be running in the middle of the field and look in the end zone? Is uh, I, I mean – Maybe maybe a big slot role or something along those lines. Maybe just line up yeah. and just – and that that would be that would be, you know, uh, but a, a receiver like Julio's caliber is is best deployed on the outside, at least my in my opinion. And you just let you should just let Russell Gage play the slot. Yeah. You know, you know, while while Chris Godwin is while Chris Godwin is still you know just rehabbing, and then you just kind of rotate you know you know Russell Gage and, and Julio uh, once Godwin is fully healthy you know later in the season you know on the outside because you know because uh, Russell Gage had some success on the outside as well uh, as an outside receiver with Atlanta. And so you just you just kind of you know you just kind of you, you kind of have to just wait and see. But at least right now, early on, I think um, Julio is probably best deployed on the outside. Um, but you know, if the reports are true and he's used as a big slot, I mean, that's you know he he could create some mismatches uh, for yeah. you know for 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 the Bucks. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, they showed his ADP going from pretty much from free agency all the way into the 14th round. So. I mean, he's pretty much free if you want him. I know for me, he doesn't really move the needle. It's cool that he's, you know, he's coming. But once everybody's back and healthy, like, 
how much can you depend on the potential fourth wide receiver or fourth fourth or fifth target uh, if you include Lenny Fournette in uh, in this offense? So um, it'll be interesting for sure. Um, but it's interesting to see that he's jumped thirty five sp- spots within like a week a week's time. So. Hell, he jumped. He jumped fifty nine spots on on underdog fifty nine. So he's he's firmly firmly entrenched in the twelfth round right now, the early twelfth at wide receiver sixty three. And I've done a couple of drafts over the last couple of days, and he's I've seen him as early as the ninth round, seen him in the eleventh round, seen him in the tenth round. So that's going to continue to climb as as we continue to see more and more drafts and more and more news come out, and um, you know more and more you know, buzz, positive, you know, positive news about him and how he's being acclimated into the Bucks offense. But, you know, Julio Jones, I mean, he wasn't that bad last year. He just, he just, he was just banged up a lot. He was just banged <laughs> up. But I mean, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, he still, he, still, he had some pretty decent games, especially in the playoffs, you know, the last game against the Texans, you know, there's an earlier game in week two against Seattle. He had over a hundred yards. He was robbed of a touchdown. So he, he was looking, he was pretty much yeah. looking, looking like, he had, he showed flashes of vintage Julio, just the, the the dominant, you know, the dominant yards getter, and you know, continue to make you know catches, you know, down the field. Like he was looking like, you know, flat showed again showed flashes of, of of vintage Julio. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how he's how he's deployed in Tampa Bay. But yeah, his his ADP is climbing and it's climbing fast, especially on underdog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Um, you know. People have nostalgia when we when we talk Julio, so I get it. <laughs> but we'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see for sure. All right. So now the follow. Well, actually, do you have any uh, notable risers on specifically on eighty uh, the ADP and underdog you want to touch on real quick? Yeah. Well, not, yeah. Uh, just really quick. So there's a couple more that we want to just. I, I kind of want to just briefly touch on. I mean, there was a, a couple of obvious ones. We we had Deshaun Watson as a riser. He he yeah. he he went up forty one spots and on underdog from you know one one seventy seven to like one thirty six. Um, that's for obvious reasons. You know he's his his suspension currently is at six games, but obviously we talked earlier in, earlier in the show that may get pushed out to a year, so he may ultimately go undrafted um, when it's all said and done. So that that'll probably change over the next couple of weeks or next couple of days actually. <laughs> and yeah. then we when then we have Isaiah McKenzie wide receiver from the Bills. He's up 35 spots and he's just been ripping up training camp for the Buffalo while Jameson Crowder's been out. And, you know, Jameson Crowder, he, he, who's a faller, who, who's a faller that we'll get to later, but um, he's fallen, you know, 21 spots because he's just been out due to, due to general soreness, is what they said. They didn't even say it was a, a specific injury, they just said mm. soreness. And he's been missing time because of that ball. Isaiah McKenzie is just kind of seizing that, looks like he's seizing that slot role right now. Um, as it stands, it's it's going to be you know Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, and then Isaiah McKenzie in the slot. And then you know when Isaiah McKenzie had has had opportunities to play, he's been really good. He's been really good. He had like a, I think against the Bills, I think last year he had ten catches. He had a ten catch game. No, against the Pats. Against oh, the sorry, Pats. Against, sorry, against the Pats. Yeah, against the Pats, yeah. he had a, a ten catch game for over hundred yards. Like he was, yep. he was balling. He had he had a, a couple of uh, really really good games. And then just a couple of more risers. We had Romeo Dubs. You know, we talked about him earlier, a Green Bay wide receiver. I, I saw I saw a video earlier of him dusting Eric Stokes, who's one of their better who's one of their better corners. Um, oh, yeah. he's, I he's, saw that too. You did, yeah. He he just yeah. ran just ran right by him. It was just a simple go route. Yeah. Just ran right by him. I gave I think he gave him a little stutter at the line, and then yep. just took off. 
Um, so he's 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 having an exceptional training camp. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, had a quote and saying, "Well, yeah, um, he was asked about Romeo Dubs having a great camp, and he said, yeah, it's it's pretty rare for a guy that young." So I'm like, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is, is is catching on. So he might he might he might actually trust him. He might actually trust a young guy. And we you know, for a lot of you know a lot of us thought it was going to be Christian Watson because. They invested all that draft capital, but he just hasn't been available. And, you know, Chris, Christian Watson had that surgery in the offseason, and he's still, you know, not – has he has he started practicing yet? I don't think he has. No, they have no timetable for him. No timetable. We'll, we'll, we'll get to him because he's one of the people that we're going to talk about soon. So And and, and Matt LaFleur is getting annoyed <laughs> by, by, <laughs> by, by questions about him. So uh, oh, that, that, that's, another, that's another funny part of uh, – a funny part of it. And then we have Wandale Robinson from the Giants. He's he's up twenty spots, so he's 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 starting to climb. He's having a pretty good training camp. Him and Kadarius Tony are are basically um, and along with Saquon Barkley are the stars of Giants camp uh, right now. Yep. And then Jalen Tolbert, um, you know, he's up about seventeen spots. He was already rising prior to the James Washington injury. He was already on a lot of people's radar, including mine. You know, much to the chagrin of Gene. Um, so you know, Jalen Tolbert is, is is right now. I mean, outside of you know, we we have Ceedee Lamb, and then it's going to be Jalen Tolbert. Who I mean, we don't have any other wide receivers that are that are going to really challenge him for for targets um, early on, unless they sign a veteran. But then we know that's not going to happen because they don't sign outside free agents, <laughs> uh, free agent skill guys. I mean, I'm, I was actually surprised they signed they signed Anthony Barr today. That was yeah. that was that was uh, very very surprising. Shocking. Very shocking, yeah. Um, so you know, Jalen Tolbert, another riser, and then Michael Thomas for obvious reasons. He's kind of he's back now. He's up, you know, thirteen spots from you know from eighty one to sixty eight. So he's he's firmly entrenched in the sixth round. He's gonna sixth fifth sixth round now. So his his ADP is gonna continue to climb um, as, as well. And this is underdog. So yeah, th- th- those are a couple of guys I wanted to highlight that that had sizable. Sizable ADP uh, discrepancies um, in an underdog. Okay. And again, to the people that are listening, as we talk about the followers, I'm going to be talking about Sleeper. Make sure you keep in mind that the ADP on Sleeper right now is not, has not been really moving because of the general, you know, generally the general public doesn't really draft, redraft until towards the end of August. Once we get, get through what week two of generally week two of, of, preseason the week three once you already know like who who we who's solidified in terms of their their spots and we know how how each team is gonna you know function in terms of the players are gonna be used so the first follower that uh that i saw was Traylon burks he he fell from you know 78 which is basically the middle of the seventh to 88 which is basically the early part of the eighth round. Basically, this is probably based on the news that we heard when they had you know, minicamp when he was in, wasn't in shape, couldn't finish practices, or just didn't practice because of quote unquote asthma or whatnot. Um, but you know, once training camp has started, we've I mean we've seen all the reports of him being in shape. He talked about him you know taking his craft seriously. Uh, Vrabel talking about how he took to heart what was happening and you can see it in the practices that he he's uncomfortable now so you know once we get closer and closer to redraft season you're going to see this adp you know go back down for sure um you know get hyped up about this first round draft pick that they spent on him and uh, lead this wide receiver core so i 
I, I definitely see him, you know, getting back into that seventh round, possibly the end of the sixth round. So, yeah, and, and, I think, and I think these, uh, I think these ADPs were pretty, pretty much in lockstep. He's currently going off the board at pick ninety and on underdog. And you know, to your point, he, you know, he's he's now now down to eighty, uh, up to eighty eight in, in 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 sleeper. So they're pretty much in lockstep. But yeah, Traylon Burks, is, he's just been a man. A uh, man amongst boys in training camp <laughs> <laughs> for for Tennessee, and I think he's obviously been the best receiver um, in, in the uh, on that team. You know, with with Robert Woods kind of being uncertain because we don't know what, what a twenty nine year old, a thirty year old, you know, wide receiver looks like off of an ACL. Um, you know, from from Robert Woods' standpoint, although they did say there was a there was like a uh, a very fluffy report that I saw earlier today that. Robert Woods is back to normal. <laughs> or yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that from Sleeper. I was like, "Wait, what does that even mean?" I was, I was like, "What does that mean?" Like, stop. <laughs> Robert Woods is back to normal. Like, what does that even mean? But yeah, so they're underdog and Sleeper are pretty much in lockstep with him when they're looking at Traylon Burks as uh, ADP. All right, next guy. I know there's a discrepancy here. Is uh, Michael Thomas? Yeah. So right here in Sleeper, he is going sixty. He, he's risen from. Or falling from sixty third overall to seventy two overall, uh, which is basically the the end of the sixth round instead of uh, the beginning of the sixth round. Uh, you know, this was basically on the on the heels of the news of you know him not really having any showing any proof that he's ready to go. I know there was like a couple of videos of him running routes before training camp, and he still kind of looked like he wasn't really moving as well as you thought he would for someone that hasn't played in two years. And then uh, we started seeing videos of him at training camp and he's looks he's moving pretty well. So again, yeah. this is another ADP I expect to, you know, re- restore its restore itself and, you know, go back and go back higher once we once we get closer and closer to redraft season. Yeah, he's he's the wide he's currently the wide receiver thirty three on underdog and he's up, you know, as we mentioned earlier, he's up thirteen spots. So he's getting drafted at sixty eighth overall. Uh, for the most part, so he's 72, 68, so it's kind of kind of a similar range uh, as well um, as it pertains to underdog. Yeah, and it should be interesting for for uh, Michael Thomas in the role with this offense because you got a quarterback that, in you know what we've seen that he prefers to throw the deep ball. Michael Thomas, he's done most of his work in the intermediate area, so we'll see how, in terms of usage wise, how how they use him, and you know how how Jameis wants to. You know, use him compared to you know Chris uh, Chris Olave, who runs the routes that Jameis likes throwing. So we will see. Should be interesting. Oh yeah, speaking of yeah. Chris Olave, he was getting he's getting clamped up. He's getting locked. Oh, up. he was yeah. by who? Uh, I I think uh, I can't remember. I, I saw I saw a couple of videos and just getting just clamped. Damn. Yeah, he was he was trying to uh, he was trying to run like a double move and he got cut off. And then there was like another one where he was trying to he was trying to run a slant or not, uh, run a deep post and he he got you know he just got he just got locked up again. Damn, so, it happens. Um, but I mean, there was I mean, there were some other there were some other clips where he was catching you know open open deep balls and stuff like that. So I guess it was a little bit of a mixed bag, but it was just it was kind of interesting that I saw those two clips. I was like, oh man, <laughs> he didn't he did look very good. He, he he looked he he looked exactly like a rookie. He was getting punked. He's getting pumped. But uh, yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, So the next player, we've already touched on him, Christian Watson. Uh, He's falling from basically the the end of the night to to basically the middle of the 10th. Like we talked about before, he he had surgery on his knee and they have no timetable of when he's supposed to return to the field. And, you know, even when he was before he got hurt, uh, seeing 
you know, clips of him in, in minicamp, he's, you could tell that he was really, really raw in terms of playing wise. I, I, I know I saw him run an out route and it wasn't a sharp out route. It was like really rounded. Like it was like a, like a 14 year old. You just, you just kind of round it out. You don't like make, make that sharp cut before you, you make that go to the out. Uh, I don't know they just talk. They, they just keep talking about how raw he is and how much potential he has. But again, he's not practicing right now because of the surgery. Yeah, you know, you know what sucks about like just Green Bay picking receivers. Like they they could have done they could have picked a receiver high two years ago, right? They could have done <laughs> they could have done this with T Higgins. You know, they could have yeah. they could have done this like with other with other players. They could have gotten AJ Brown. They, like they could have done. They could imagine AJ Brown and Devontae Adams together, right? They could have gotten Elijah Moore. Like, imagine Elijah Moore and Devontae Adams together. You know, like they could have done. They could have drafted a lot of these guys. You know, and then you know, and all of a sudden they want to invest in the wide receiver position, the highest investment in Rogers' 15-year career, and is Christian Watson, who's not even available in the first like couple of days in training camp because of knee surgery. Yeah, it's just yeah, they're I don't know. And you know, underdog ADP, he's he's down 10 spots from 116 to 126. And so he's going about another about a round uh, later in an underdog versus versus sleeper, but yeah, man, it, it's it sucks for for, for sucks for Watson, sucks for, and sucks for the Packers because it's just you know one thing after the other. You know they've been tr- they've been neglecting investing in the wide receiver position for years, and then when they finally do, they they have a guy that's just unavailable right now. Yeah, so yeah, it sucks. Next player, another guy that you know. When he signed with this team, I thought I thought he was going to do big things, but he's he's always been been bitten by the unavailability tag. So mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Dalladay, wide receiver for the New York Giants, he's he's gone from the beginning of the twelfth to now in the towards the end of the twelfth. Um, there hasn't really been much buzz around him uh, because they keep talking about those other wide receivers and and Saquon. So. <sighs> I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I want to, I want to take a chance on him because it's a very ambiguous right now. Currently, it's a very ambiguous wide receiver room. Everybody's going around the same range, uh, around wide receiver forty-ish. But well, Kenny, uh, Kadarius Tony, like I saw him on Underdog today go in the in the seventh round. Really? Yeah, Kadarius Tony is going. He's he is going much much higher, much Damn. much higher. So, um. But you know it's been it's been an up and down training camp for 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 Kenny Galladay, um, but you know today you know there's there were some reports today that said that he had a good training camp that he had a good that he had his I think he had his best day of of camp so far, so maybe things are trending in the right direction. But you know reports that we saw you know previously you know showed him is you know ha- having kind of an up and down having an up and down camp so far, and you know on his underdog ADP it hasn't really moved much. One, you know, the one twenty one to one twenty three range. So he's not really moving, moving too much. So he's firmly, he's firmly entrenched into like the twelfth round. Um, you know, right where he's, you know, wide receiver fifty four. So he's, he's actually going, he's going before, he's going before Christian Watson and going after Traylon Burks. And so mm-hmm. I think that's an appropriate okay. range for him. But yeah, so I think that's kind of where he's going now. And um, you know, hopefully, you know, this, this, a couple, a couple of more, a couple more of these reports. Of having of him having good days continue to surface and maybe it translates on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next player, Gus Edwards, running back for Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> he's he's dropped about ten spots. Uh, 
He is not recovering well from the ACL injury that he had last season. Uh, reports are saying that he could miss a chunk of the season. So I just imagine this this number keep even keeps dropping even lower. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, then we also saw them, you know, pick up Mike Davis uh, to, to help that that backfield. So. Gross. Mike Davis helping a backfield. <laughs> Mike Davis helping a backfield. You have, to be, you have to be really fucking desperate to have Mike Davis. Hey man. Hey man. To 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 help your backfield. Hey man. But yeah, but I kind of echo your sentiments on Gus Edwards. It's not good. They said J.K. Dobbins is ahead of schedule than him, more ahead of schedule than he is, and mm. in and and basically on, more on track than he is to play Week One. Because, you know, if you remember, J.K. Dobbins didn't just have an isolated ACL tear. He had, you know, some lateral damage as well. And Gus Edwards was just from what we from what we know was just an ACL tear, just a simple, just a simple, clean ACL tear. But, you know, again, he's he's not recovering well from it. And, you know, his ADP on 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 underdog is 169, you know, one basically 170. So similar range is as sleeper. And he's he's down. He's he's actually down four, you know fourteen spots from what he was before, so these reports continue to get worse and worse for him. And there's I don't think there's any timetable for him for for him as well. So yeah, it's it's very concerning. It's very concerning. Yeah. So that Ravens yeah. that Ravens backfield is I mean, J.K. Dobbins. We don't we're we're not really going to target J.K. Dobbins too much in draft because he's you know one he's it's still the first year removed from his ACL injury, so we don't know how much juice he has at least in this this year. But man, it's 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 not looking good. Lamar Jackson's just gonna it's gonna have to go Superman again. And it's good, and it's good, and it's good because he he uh he bulked up this offseason. He went from two oh five to two thirty now. So he's he's got a little more muscle on him. Yeah. So he's gonna have to yeah. shoulder shoulder more of a load. Which which goes back to my point with Lamar is that he needs to be demanding his money before the season starts, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. The yeah. The last person on this list that I have is Jameson Crowder, who we've already kind of discussed in the midst of talking about Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie, is that he's dropped almost 30 spots to pretty much you can just pick him up at, off of waivers at this point because of the fact that he hasn't been playing as you uh, practicing, as you say, just of uh, just soreness on yeah. top of McKenzie and general soreness. <laughs> yeah, on top on top of on top of McKenzie doing doing some some great work at camp. So um yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Just he's always see. Jameson Crowd is one of those players, like, like you know, he's he's a decent player, but when you need him the most, he's never available for you because he's always never hurt. So available, <laughs> never. But when he's there, he he does good work. So <sighs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to yeah. say about him, man. It makes it sad. It makes me sad to see him you know, go yeah. to another place and he's already hurt. Yeah, and he's he's down twenty one spots on 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 underdog. So wide receiver seventy two, just being just out on him overall. My Zay yeah. McKinsey is probably gonna, probably just going to have that role um, to himself at least right now. So yeah, I, you know it, it's it sucks. It's unfortunate because we, we he didn't he didn't sign for that much money in Buffalo, but I mean we still want we still kind of expected to see him you know take on a role in that in that pass happy build offense. But you know if you're not available. Then, you know, what can you do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. You got any other notable followers uh, from the AD, uh, underdog ADP? No, I mean that, that's the that's the main one. Those are the main ones that I that, that I kind of pinpointed. I mean, it, it's 
you know, we had Russell Gage. He 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 fell a little bit. He fell twenty two spots, and that's mainly because of the Julio Jones news. Um, him signing with Tampa Bay, and then Jamison Williams. He he he's down twelve spots, and that's mainly because you know he's he's just not doing anything. He's 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 just at training camp with a ball in his hand and, and street clothes or in shorts and a t shirt. That's it. He's the, the Lions are going to basically put him on ice. I feel like they're going to put him on ice for this for, for the entire year. Or at least half the year for the you know at least until November I think and they'll probably just mm. maybe give him a couple of snaps here a couple of snaps there just kind of see how he responds but I don't I wouldn't expect to see much of Jameis Williams this year because again he wouldn't when he tears ACL February or or he ha- when no, did he have was, surgery when did he have surgery he had surgery February. in February yeah yeah surgery in February tore his ACL in the college football playoffs and so. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't expect to see him, you know, any anytime soon. But you know, those are the most notable ones. I mean, we could talk about Cameron Bright, but because you know, but nobody really cares about you know the, the bunch <laughs> tight ends right now. They signed Kyle Rudolph. Cam, no, nobody was really drafting Cameron Bright. Uh, he's down twenty three spots. That's not really a, a needle mover um, that that much at all. And then uh, another another notable one though, kind of maybe kind of is Mark Ingram. He was down. He's down sixteen spots. And that was news because, you know, there was some buzz saying that Alvin Kamara is probably not going to get suspended because his, you know, and then recently, um, I, I think on Monday, it was announced that his court date was going to be postponed for another couple of months. So, so September yep. 29th is the next, is the next time he's doing court. And, you know, it, it's, it, it, it appears that he's not going to, that Kamara is not going to face any discipline at least the first part of the season. So you you at least will have him maybe the first couple of weeks of the year. You know, hopefully the NFL will step in and put him on the, you know, commissioner's exempt list or or a video comes out of him just whooping somebody's ass. That's really that, what they're waiting on. Yeah. yeah. What's so, really- what I, what I so what I think may happen, what I think may happen is that nothing's going to happen. No, nothing, you know, basically Alvin Kamara is going to be free, free to free to play and then a video is going to drop like before the season. The video is going to drop like like TMZ is probably going to fuck around, drop the video and it's going to screw him. And the NFL is going to have to act swiftly. That's what's going to happen before before all that court stuff happens. That's what I feel like. I wouldn't be surprised. It would not surprise me. It would not surprise. That's kind of how some of these things go. Once there's a video, once there's tape, (laughs) once there's tape out there, it's 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 curtains. It's curtains. So, Bruh, I, and it was in fake it was in Vegas. So you know Vegas. you know there's a tape out there. They yeah. just whoever has it, they ain't giving it. So they're sitting on the gold mine right now. They're sitting on yeah, the gold no. mine. They're 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 just they're negotiating with their with the bidders right now. <laughs> with the, with the, yeah, they are negotiating the highest price right now. Because right. we got we got that we got the Alvin Kamara tape right here in our possession. How much you gonna yeah. give us? Because yeah. you know that tape is gonna drop. When it drops, it's gonna be some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a, a Beyonce album release. Yeah, just, it's gonna 11, be crazy. 11, 11 on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you no, know, this was a good episode, good exercise, and you know, just kind of weighing, you know, where players are being looked at right now, and, and obviously when you compare Underdog to Sleeper, you can you know kind of prejudge of where potentially where a particular player can be drafted once we get closer and closer to the season. Uh, for the for the people that read their you know they're doing the redraft on specifically sleeper or any other you know site that they use and you can be potentially you could be more aggressive uh within your league against your league mates if you you know if you compare the two and 
And if you believe in a player, then you know, go get him. What else, what do you have to lose when 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 you're playing against your, yeah, your then, opposition? Yeah. So and that's a good point because like a lot of a lot of drafters, a lot of casual fantasy football players who, you know, we we're actually in leagues with a lot of casuals, they just look at the list, right? They just look at the list mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just go straight down the list. But they don't know they don't know like the underlying values of each of these players. They just go down the list and they don't know they'll just draft a guy because he's you know the the next player up but that that'd be a mistake because we know that there's other guys that are more, much more valuable a little bit later and they just kind of sucker themselves into a you know into a bad pick right so there's there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of ways to t- kind of take advantage of, of some of these home leagues um that you guys are in um you know to you know start looking at these adps you know you know with the with with a much more watchful eye especially you know practicing with these you know a lot of these underdog drafts these best ball mania um the, the new puppy just got released on on uh, on underdog so i've been doing a couple of couple of drafts on those so yeah these are good ways to kind of just gauge of you know where these players are going and um you use this at the end of the at the end of the at the end of august against your league mates um when you yep. when you draft draft when you draft for real yeah or if you could try to push and and, and get the draft started before you know mid mid August and you could be you could definitely be a level up on on some of your league mates that are a little more casual and just look at the straight ADP on depending on the site they use so yeah uh, you know just just wait look at ADP look at names and they'll just draft yep. and then you and yep. then just basically just mine value for you on that note is another been another good episode before we leave. Uh, we just want to mention, mention again that we have in the in the last couple of, uh, episodes that we're going to be at the at the expo in in Canton, Ohio next week. So you know if you if you see us or you you know you see the DD team, don't don't be scared. You know, say what's up to us. You know, we're we're friendly people. So I, I expect to see a lot of people that you know we had engagement with, but we haven't seen in person. You know, even some of the people on on our um, with destination that we haven't seen in person so it'll be ex- exciting time you know just talking fantasy with a bunch of your peers and people that you you know follow and you know tweet tweet with so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a dope time looking forward to it definitely looking forward yeah, to man. it yeah man you got anything else before we leave Nah, again this is a, again it was a good good episode good exercise uh appreciate y'all appreciate y'all tuning in uh just remember to follow the show on twitter off the line ff Follow Gene at Fantasy Genes. Follow me at just underscore Ico9. And please check out uh, the Destination Devi Radio Network. We have a lot of good content on there. We got a new show, um, America America's Game. Like, you know, it's it, it's it's such a good way to 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 look at the game, to look at the game of fantasy football. Like it's just it's so much strategy involved. One of their latest episodes they did it, they did an FFPC draft and they just kind of walked through their entire draft and it was just, you know, poetry emotion like it's it was amazing so yeah you know ch- check out the new show check out the 40 chess guys you know check out ray gq and jay rich um in, in the morning um you know what you know, wake up in, um, in the morning with, um, with them you know check out elite seekers like we got a lot of dope content man like it's 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 a uh, it, it's a vibe it's a vibe <laughs> definitely it definitely is and also don't forget to subscribe for that newsletter that we drop every friday a lot of good stuff on there. You got links to send you straight to the pods. You know, we got analytics on there. We got ADP for for Devi. Uh, if people are are looking to get ahead of the game in terms of who who's coming up next, you can get ahead of the curve with with the ADP data we put on there. So you know, again, you can follow us at Off the Line FF. Until next week, we'll holler at y'all, go people. Y'all be safe. Peace.